Long live joy. With great deals to close out the year on Ram 1500 at the Ram Big Finish event. It's the time of year we celebrate the joy of being with our families and communities. And the perfect time to have Ram 1500's available class exclusive four corner air suspension, which gives you the ability to raise or lower the truck with the push of a button. Hurry in today to the Ram Big Finish event. Class based on light duty pickups. Ram is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. SRN Survival Radio Network. Two weeks ago, 
we talked about that. We gave you some great tips regarding that. Uh, remember, your health is your wealth, and when things uh, go the way that you don't, you don't need to be worried about having health insurance. Now, we've had a number of other great shows. Uh, if you miss any of them, you can always look at our website. Just go to www.weeklywellnessshow.com. Scroll down to the on-demand section and look for the orange and green logo. And the topics are there. The the guests are there, and you can pick the shows that you uh, think you could benefit from. And guess what? If you think someone else would benefit from a topic, don't forget you can always share the show. We also uh, have shows on our Facebook page, so those will have the podcast of the shows that you might like. And don't forget we're also on iTunes. Just subscribe the shows will come to you free of charge and automatically. So if you have any questions or topics, don't hesitate to email me at Dr. Aaron Williams at weeklywellnessshow.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Dr. Aaron Williams. Also on Instagram, just go to Instagram and put in Dr. Aaron Williams. And that way you can stay posted on the shows, future shows and topics. And don't forget, if you have any suggestions, you can always contact me with one of those media sites. Now today, huh, we got another great show, another exciting show, and also a, a real informative show with some interesting topics. And I got some dynamic guests today. In our uh, first segment, or in our second segment, we're going to be talking about alcohol and drug addiction. As you know, that is a has been on the nations and the world's social media and conscience for a very long time. It's a big problem, uh, and I, you know, in some parts of the country, it's even worse than others. Uh, but here on the Weekly Wellness Show, we not only like to bring up the problem, but we also like to talk about the solution. So today I'm honored and blessed to have uh, Pastor Barry Pelfrey on as our guest uh, in our second segment to talk about the good things that he and his wife and staff are doing at the Freedom Hall Recovery Center in southern Ohio. They're actually doing a lot with regard to combating this epidemic that's taking over or trying to take over here in our country. Now, in our first segment, I don't know whether you've watched the media, but there was this article that came out regarding a study regarding the relationship between breast cancer and taking birth control pills. And so this has uh, always been uh, somewhat of a relationship, and it has varied with regard to whether this relationship is detrimental to persons taking this, but I thought we should at least talk about it since there was so much involved with regard to the media. So I asked an expert in this area, Dr. Denise Gooch, uh, who is a radiation oncologist in private practice, to talk to us about this. She's not a stranger to the show. Uh, she's get, she talked to us uh, several weeks ago about male breast cancer. Uh, as you know, October was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And a lot of times we talk a lot about breast cancer with regard to females, which is the most common, but guess what? Men could get breast cancer too. So she did a great job in explaining that uh, and, and helping us to understand that. So we've got a... A lot of great topics, two great topics coming today with two great guests. 
we're going to get right into it. But before we do that, we're going to go ahead and hear from our sponsors and take our first commercial break. So don't touch that iPhone. Don't touch that iPad. iPad. Please stay tuned so you can be informed. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are a part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop too. iDope, iDope, globally inspired vision stylewear, a fusion of classic heritage and contemporary sophistication. An essential part of your lifestyle and fashion expression. iDope, iDope, vision stylewear for the fashion forward and socially conscious. Let's make this a dope world together. iDope. iDope. Available online at iDope.com. That's E-Y-E-D-O-P-E. iDope.com. Survival Radio Network, with now more than one million downloads. Congratulations to the staff, producers, engineers, and hosts for your tireless pursuit of excellence. And thank you, our loyal listeners, for supporting this movement to inspire, motivate, and educate people worldwide. Survival Radio Network, Survival Radio Christian Network, and our new Survival Sports Radio Network broadcast top-notch shows Sunday through Saturday. Check us out by visiting our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us. SRN, we do radio one million strong. The S-R-N. Welcome back. Welcome back. We hope that you are having a warm Saturday. Uh, For those of you who were affected by any of the weather, we hope that you are safe. We hope that you have caution on the road, and we hope that your family members are okay as well. You are listening to the Weekly Wellness Show, your resource for better health here on the Survival Radio Network. I am your host, Dr. Aaron Williams. You know, I mentioned before the break that this week, specifically on Wednesday, there was an article that came out of the media It was a published article regarding the relationship between birth control, taking birth control uh, medication or pills, and the risk of breast cancer. You know, October, we really talked about breast cancer from a female to male standpoint. Uh, And uh, so we've been looking at this topic pretty specifically because of the fact that 
Over 200,000 women and men are diagnosed every year. This is based on the American Cancer Society with breast cancer. Unfortunately, about 40,000 people die of this disease. So anytime there's some hot news or new information coming out, we like to keep you informed about that. So I invited to the show uh, a guest that has been on the show before. She did her medical school training at Georgetown University. She did did her residency training in radiation oncology at the Ohio State University. She, after that, continued and did a fellowship at Ohio State University, and she is now currently in private practice uh, in Maryland. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the show Dr. Denise Gooch. Thank you so much, Dr. Williams. How are you doing today? Great, great, Dr. Gooch. Uh, I'm so glad that you're able to join us today. Um, I'm glad you were able to join us at short notice. Uh, but when I saw the article and read some of it, I thought this might be a great topic for this week uh, because, you know, a lot of people are affected by breast cancer, and a lot of people right. are using oral contraception. So I thought, you know, uh, I'd probably ask you to come on and, and discuss this with us and bring some enlightenment to this article because, as I mentioned, uh, a lot of people, a lot of women take oral contraception. In fact, I think worldwide 140 million use some type right. of or hormonal contraception, and 16 million use this in the United States. But, but what what was your take on it on this, Doctor Gooch? And what 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 what? And you know, I guess you could start off by telling us what what did they do in the study, and what did they study? Exactly. Well, there was a study, as you said, that was published this week in the New England Journal of Medicine. So this isn't just a lightweight study, right? Um, and actually, the title of the study, I found an interesting title. Because I actually pulled the study, obviously, because every, all mm-hmm. the news media were talking about it. But it's like, let me actually go straight to the source and see what this article is saying. The actual title of the story is Contemporary Hormonal Contraception and the Risk of Breast Cancer. So this was a study that this is actually a prospective cohort study, which means they study two groups of women, okay? Mm. Over 1.8 million women that they followed for approximately 11 years, women from the ages of 15 to 49. And what they did, they looked at women who were using uh, a hormonal type of contraception, whether the combined or some of the, even the IUD, the hormonally-based intrauterine device, and they actually compared them to, as I just mentioned, the cohort study of women who relied on the non-hormonal types of birth control, you know, such as condoms or diaphragms or a copper IUD. And that's what I guess a lot of the, uh, I don't know if you want to say controversy or excitement or a lot of the information is coming out that they did show a slightly increased risk of breast cancer for women who were using the hormonal types of birth control. And so that's what's caused a lot of, as you said, all the news media are covering it. They're doing shows on it. The NPR has, you know, broadcast wow. about it. So yeah. everyone's talking about this newest uh, finding. 
Now, this right. was done, you have to remember, this was done in Denmark, okay? So that's one okay. of the things that we have to be cognizant of. This was not a U.S. study, okay? Even okay. though it was prospective and randomized, this was done in Denmark. And they actually, as I said, they followed these women, and they did show the slightly increased risk. It looked like if a woman was only on contraception for a year, it probably wasn't that much. But there mm-hmm. definitely seemed to be a causal relationship. Like the longer she was on it, the longest, the, the greater the risk. And that's where the, what they call, they quote, the 20% increased risk of developing breast cancer came from. That's what that number is. But, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about it more. But that's kind of a, it, it's an unfortunate statement because it doesn't mean that 20% of women who are on birth control or hormonal birth control are going to uh, develop breast cancer. As a matter of fact, when you really research it, in one of the uh, top uh, cancer, uh, the chair of preventive medicine at Harvard Brigham and Women's Hospital, Dr. Joanne Manson, actually stated that this actual absolute number, this percentage, actually only comes out to maybe one extra case of breast cancer per over 7,600 women. So it's not like 20% of women are going to get breast cancer. So it just means that this is a slightly increased or one extra case per almost 8,000 women who use hormonal uh, contraception. So that's what it really Mm. comes out to. Right. So this 20% is... You know, and I, I don't want to be—I don't want to uh, marginalize any 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 number, but you know, we always right. look at studies in a broader perspective. Uh, right. so, so what you're saying is that the study came out and said there's a 20% risk, but when you looked at the raw numbers and the number right. of cases, it only added up to about one more case. Uh, right. Again, I'm not marginalizing that one case. Uh, right. You know, of 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 uh, of breast cancer. So. I, I guess this kind of helps put things in proper perspective. And I, I think the brain, from a historical standpoint, Dr. Gooch, I think uh, the reason that there's been this hoopla about this is that we know that earlier forms of birth control pills had a high right. amount of estrogen, which we talked about right. in October during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, that estrogen helped stimulate breast cancer. And so right. I guess the pharmaceutical industry was trying to develop you know, achieve the same uh, uh, goal of having birth control, but as right. without as much estrogen and therefore without as much risk. But apparently right. this study, to a certain extent, is proving that even those new formulations are not necessarily decreasing the risk of breast cancer. Right. So you're right. The pharmaceutical companies were trying to develop what you could call a safer form of birth control. So we know the higher estrogen, the higher progesterone levels definitely increase a woman's chance of getting breast cancer. So they thought, well, maybe if we go to the lower doses, that maybe they wouldn't have this problem. And the other thing that some of the researchers and some of the people who are looking at this have noticed, they're beginning to wonder, especially since even women who use IUDs, intrauterine devices, which are only progesterone only, progestin only, did they they also had the increased risk? So this is kind of women across the board of any kind of hormonal. They're wondering if maybe it's the progesterone that's actually, you know, being the hot, the driving, maybe not so much the estrogen, because if it was just the estrogen, the women who are on IUD should not have the increased risk. So they found that across the board. Wow. But, as they, yeah, and that was the other thing, but you have to, and 
one of the things I recommend everyone to do is to not to, as you said, don't ignore this, but to take it with a grain of salt. Because okay. one thing we do know is that there are benefits to hormonal therapy, okay, besides right. the fact of, you know, preventing unwanted pregnancies and there are risks for a woman to have to become pregnant and go through, you know, maternal death, things like that. So it's it's not insignificant. Also, studies have proven that oral contraceptives actually reduce the risk of endometrial cancer, they reduce the risk of ovarian cancer, and they may reduce mm. the risk of colorectal cancer. So, I mean, if you look at, you know, this risk-benefit ratio, it right. definitely is not as horrible, I guess you could say, as it looks. Right, yeah. I, I like the fact you brought that out. There are some positive benefits of, of right. this and decreasing the risk of other types of cancers. Uh, that you mentioned, ovarian and endometrial. Uh, so, you know, I, and I guess uh, with this, Dr. Gooch, I mean, it, it, with a lot of this information, you always, you, the media is doing what they are, I guess, getting paid to do, which is to right. produce hof, uh, hopefully news, hopefully not fake news. <laughs> uh, but we <laughs> as consumers, we have to look at this and analyze right. it for ourselves. And I think that's one of the purposes of the Weekly Wellness Show is to help people that are not necessarily in the medical field understand that. Um, uh, so what would you recommend, uh, Dr. Gooch, to a woman uh, of uh, capable of birth or in birth age, uh, so right. to speak, a maternal age, and considering yeah. or taking birth control pill, pills, what would you recommend in light of the study? Right. Well, as you said, as a cancer doctor, one thing that I definitely do not recommend is for women to suddenly take all their birth control pills and flush them down the toilet or something okay. like that or do not anything good. rash because, as we just said, that there are some benefits to taking birth control pill, you know, protecting the mother and some of the health benefits. So one thing, as you just mentioned, that everyone should do, even when the newest information comes out, discuss this with your health care provider. Okay, as I said, I actually pulled the article, and one of the things that I noted that they really aren't emphasizing in the media is that these actual increased risk of breast cancer were only seen in women over the age of 40. So younger women, it did not show that increased risk. Okay, okay. so that's something else. So one, I guess you could say, not absolute conclusion, but recommendation that even the researchers made is that maybe for older women over the age of 40 who are looking for a form of birth control might consider uh, using a non-hormonal form, either you can discuss it, like condoms, maybe uh, IUD, a copper IUD, something like that, a diaphragm, something that does not release hormones Two, even if that one per 7,600 is too high for her to even think about, then right. especially over the, that's one thing they did show that they're not emphasizing in this article, this increased risk was only seen in women over the age of 40. I mean, they were mm. been taking it for a while, but right. it didn't right. show, it didn't start going up until after a woman was over the age of 40. So definitely discuss it with your um, family doctor, your OBGYN, because a lot of the specialists in GYN are looking at this, but as you said, they're looking at the risk of potentially being on birth control long-term, the benefits of being on birth control, <laughs> and you have to look at that because one thing, as you said, as consumers, we have to realize nothing is risk-free, and aspirin has risk. I mean, we right. take right. vitamins, aspirin, things like that. Everything has some degree of risk. 
So you look right. at your situation and where you are and what are your risks of right. uh, continuing your birth control or, as you said, getting on birth control versus maybe using some other non-hormonal form of contraception. Right, right. I agree. You know, it's not a one-size-fits-all and everybody's different because we all are, are different, even though we're we're similar in, in some aspects, <laughs> but, uh, but everybody's different. Well, well, I, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show, Dr. Gooch. I mean, uh, we at the Weekly Wellness Show want to stay on the cutting edge of, uh, of medicine if we can. And we do that by bringing uh, uh, guests such as yourself on to discuss these important topics. So I appreciate you coming on the show, particularly uh, without a lot of notice to talk about <laughs> this topic. Well, like you said, this is an important topic, and I think it's very important, in addition to this being an important topic, for everyone to take a broader view of this information. As you said, it's not a narrow view. It's like, oh, birth control pills are bad because, right. as we said, there's some benefits. And depending on your individual situation, your benefits may outweigh any potential risk. And as you said, just one increased cancer per almost 8,000 women, that's really not, I mean, it's not like, you know, 10,000 cases per right. 80,000. I mean, so one, in, one extra case of breast cancer, okay? So that's per 8,000 women. So what does that tell you? Right, That right. maybe 20% sounded, but you have to realize they looked at 1.8 million women. So right. that they looked at a large number of women, and that 20% sounded, but that was also a relative risk. That was not an absolute risk, which, you know, when you look at statistics, that's a little bit different. Absolute basically means that definitely if all 1.8 women, you know, 20% of them, and that's not the case. It was just a relative bump in their risk of getting breast cancer for long-term uh, contraceptive use. Right, right. Well, I think that's a great summary of it, and we'll uh, uh, ask everyone to visit their gynecologist and primary care doc. And, Dr. Goose, right. uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the, on the show to talk about another exciting topic. Uh, and <laughs> uh, we'll appreciate you coming on. My pleasure, Dr. Williams. It's always a pleasure. You have a good rest of the day, and stay warm. <laughs> Okay, definitely. You too. You too. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go to our second commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Doctor. We'll be talking to Pastor Barry Pelfrey. Uh, and but now we'll go to our second commercial break. So please stay tuned and be informed. Do you have a business, product, service, or an event coming up? Is your current marketing getting you nowhere? Survival Radio Network is an award-winning network with over 1 million downloads. We're offering high-exposure 30-second spots on our network, reaching diverse demographics both locally and nationwide. Give us a call at 323-977-8172 or visit our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us today. SRN, we do radio. 
Do you have tax issues, owe back taxes, or need tax relief? Contact L&B Tax Service today. L&B offers you over 15 years of expertise and first-class tax service for individuals, professionals, and business owners. With nationwide service, you can easily find a location near you. Contact one of our tax professionals through our website, lbtaxservice.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust. Do you know that having a dirty filter in your heating and air system can cause major damage to your unit and pollute the air in your home? Having proper maintenance to your heating and air system is just like getting a tune-up on your car. Because you want today and avoid spending unnecessary money tomorrow. Call Temperature Design Heating and Air today. 770-823-7160. That's 770-823-7160. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The S-R-N. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Weekly Wellness Show, your resource for better health here on the Survival Radio Network. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Williams. We had a great discussion before the break talking about the relationship between breast cancer and birth control uh, and contraception. On this segment, we're going to tackle another tough topic, a topic that has dominated the media uh, for decades and has always been a problem in our society. And that is the topic of drug and alcohol addiction. You know, according to the National Survey on Drug Use and Health, over 21 million American adults, and that's people over the age of 12 and older, battle substance abuse. Eighty percent of those also suffer from alcohol abuse. So it's a big problem, and we all know all we have to do is turn on the television and see the, the, the drug use, the alcohol use, as well as the ramifications that is ravishing our communities. It actually cost the United States $181 billion that's taken the toll of health care, that's taken the toll of the crime and the violence and all the things that stimulate from this. But as I mentioned, on the Weekly Wellness Show, we always like to address the problem, but we also want to talk about solutions. So therefore, if I've asked an expert in this area, I've asked someone who is doing something about this on a daily basis to come to the show. And that person is uh, Pastor Barry Pelfrey. He is the senior pastor at New Beginnings Outreach Ministries in Southern Ohio. So without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Pastor Barry Pelfrey. How you doing today, Aaron? All right, all right. Good good afternoon and to you, Pastor Barry. I'm glad you're able to 
come on the show today to talk about this very important topic. And uh, we're glad you're able to carve some time out. As I mentioned earlier, uh, this is a very, as you know, a serious, it's a worldwide problem, but it's definitely a big national problem. But the thing about it is, is that you and your ministry are doing something about it. So we we'll appreciate you coming on the show. We're, we're doing the best we can to just try to make it again, <laughs> you know. And uh, I mean, what we're seeing is, is, is week after week, death after uh-huh. death. Uh, especially with the heroin ec- epidemic that we're seeing in our country right now, it's just uh, it's devastating to our young people. I've done more funerals in the last year, year and a oh half, than than, yeah. I, than I care to deal with of people under the age of 35 years old. It's just a uh, it's just ravaging our society and taking good young people. You know, these aren't uh, derelicts that you see on the street. These are mm-hmm. uh, good young men and women that have bright futures and great potential and seeing it robbed right before our eyes right now, especially when we've seen, you know, over the years when we started doing this, this was a uh, an oxycotton, uh, oxycodone yeah. pain pill issue. And it has, mm-hmm. you know, evolved, you know, you know, so much of the legis- legislation and, police force and everything that we did to try to get the pain pill clinics shut down it went from from the opiate uh you know the the pain pill issue to the heroin issue and the, and the heroin issue has been 10 times worse than the oxycontin and the oxycodone issue wow wow so you're seeing more of those that's that's coming to you and seeking help yes yes you yes. know we we get calls uh we get flooded uh, daily, weekly, with phone calls of uh-huh. people in desperate need for help because we're a ministry. We don't take insurance. We don't, uh, you know, uh, we we do it on a faith-based donation uh, issue. It's just a ministry we started through uh, my my wife's need for for help, and mm-hmm. so it got started, and it's just just grown and grown and grown, and we've started out helping five or six people, and now we have 48 in, inpatient residents that that we help that stay with us from a 9- to 12-month uh, basis. So it's it's been a pretty neat uh, ministry that we've got started, and we've helped a lot of people, but we've lost a lot too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know. What year did you start, uh, Pastor Barry? Well, we, we started our ministry in 2004, mm-hmm. and it came from the need of uh, my wife, uh, who was a nurse. Um, she was a pediatric nurse. I owned a business, pastoring a church, and at age 30, she was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm. And in the early 2000s, you know, what what they started doing was, um, you know, started giving her opiates. And uh, from that, yeah. man, it just, it just took off and raced. And here was this nurse who um, had access to pain pills, and my mm-hmm. wife actually ended up uh, incarcerated in uh, Marysville Penitentiary in Ohio here uh, for a penitentiary for women for 10 months. And wow. so, you know, the biggest need that we saw at that time, there was just no help for her. There was just, uh, we, we, were, we live in southern Ohio, and between mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio, and Ashland, Kentucky, there was, there was no help. And so we just started helping people. We didn't know what we were doing. And wow. through her incarceration, she was put in a program called Tapestry inside, okay. the penitent- inside the penitentiary. And it was a great, it was a, based on uh, the cognitive behavior theory. Uh-huh. And so 
that's kind of the CBT that, that that's called, you know, secularly it's called. And we took and combined that with our faith in Christ and began helping people. And we started out helping five or six men and in a little house we had outside the, um, the, the church I was pastoring at the time. And it started growing, and people wanted help, and females wanted help. And uh, the church and I at that time had a little different philosophy of how we were going to do it. So um, I left there with a handful of people, and we started our own ministry here in Piketon, Ohio. And uh, the church has grown tremendously and run a few hundred people there at our church. And that group of people, we started Freedom Hall Recovery Center right out of that. And we ended up, we had 15 men at one time, and then we bought a we bought a facility on faith, and it was an old nursing home, and we turned that around, and wow. it became, uh, we have 31 men there. We had a little house there. We had four or five women there we were helping. Now, that's grown through just faith and belief and help of people, and uh, so now we house 16 women and 31 men on the same facility in separate separate buildings on the same facility. Mm-hmm. And my wife is the administrator. She takes care of the hard work. She's really the expert in this thing. <laughs> and uh, she does all the hard work. And, man, we, we, we've had over a 1,000 people come through our facility. We've touched lives. We've made a difference. But we lose some, too. And, right. you know, we try to get down. What we try to do, Aaron, in, in our recovery, what we truly believe in recovery, number one, somebody has to truly want help. Right. And then they come and- to our facility. And Pastor Barrett, what what are some of those what are some of those reasons and what are some of those events that you see that motivates people to, to call to call Freedom Hall? Well, number one, they just get sick of being mm-hmm. sick. And and they just okay. get sick tired of life. being tired. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and then finally their enablers have to say we've had enough. Okay. You know, behind every addict, there's generally an enabler or a codependent person that is facilitating their drug use, either giving them a place to live, giving them okay. money, uh, never telling them no. But th- when that person gets sick of that, you know, generally when the enabler or the codependent person says, I've had enough, that addict will generally turn and say, you know what, I need to get some help in my life. Or, you know, the other events is they've gotten in trouble. And okay. got in trouble with the law. They've gotten in trouble, you know, with their family. And the family finally said, I've had enough. And mm-hmm. that's generally the events when people say, you know, it takes somebody else saying, I've had enough, generally for the addict to say, I've had enough. And, right. you know, and what we see is most people just think it's the drug addiction. You know, if, if you don't heal the hurt behind the addiction, you know, one of the things is, is is like our females. Over 90% of the females that come to us have been raped or molested. Wow. 60% wow. of our men uh-huh. have been raped or molested. So they, they've had this thing that's happened to them when they were a young person. Generally, uh-huh. I, I, my theory is it happens between the ages of 5 and 15. Okay. And, and if we don't heal that up... Right. They may quit using drugs, but then they'll turn to alcohol, or or they'll uh-huh. they'll turn to pornography, they'll turn to gambling. Unless you heal that issue and right. get that issue healed, that's that's our main focus. And like I said, we use the cognitive behavior theory, we use faith in Christ, and implement uh, the two. And I think that's where our success rate has been. Right. And so. And now, elaborate on that cognitive behavior, Pastor Barry. Uh, uh, you know uh, that 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 cognitive behavior theory. 
Uh, you know, I, I know you can't go like it totally in depth, but yeah. it, maybe some bullets about that for the well, people what, just what, so they'll know. What that is, what the cognitive behavior theory is, is to basically change your filter, the okay. way you see things, your perspective, the way. Um, if you think about it, the easiest way I try to explain to somebody is changing your furnace filter. Okay. And, 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 you know, how you filter things, how you filter information and perceptions. Because a lot of people, um, let's, let's say that they filter life through the incident. May, you know, maybe when they were young, they were rejected, abandoned, abused. And they filter everything that they have comes through that event that happened in their life. So what we try to do is change that filter to let them know they are worthy, they are loved, they are, um, you know, they're they're not rejected, they're accepted, you know, and and to change those perspectives in their life, to change that filter um, is basically what we look at. You know, in, in Philippians 4, 8, it says whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, think on these. And so what we try to do is take those bad events, those bad thoughts, those bad uh, words that they have spoken over their life and change those. And that's, 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 uh, that, that's what we try to do. You know, because most of these right. people, when they come to us, Aaron, they're so beaten down. They're so broken. They're so mm-hmm. uh, with guilt and shame. And so, so we just try to get them built back up and, that's why our program is not a 30-day program. It is a 9- okay. to 12-month program. You know, they can, after four to five months in our facility, they can go get a job uh, okay. and still stay at our facility, learn how to handle money, learn mm-hmm. how to handle a little bit of success, learn how mm-hmm. to, you know, what it is to have a job. A lot of them never had a job. And right. so they have to learn skills. And, and that's the thing of it is the people that come to us are so talented they are yes. so I mean they have all kinds of skills. It's not like that they're just worthless to society. So wow. that, 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 right. that's what we try to do. Right. That's that our, is that's our that success. Is excellent. Pastor Barry, that is, that is excellent. Now now what determines uh if someone decides they need help, uh you know, I guess you got these two categories. Should I get outpatient help? Should I get inpatient help? What what determines which way uh, well, should go? Well, just just to be honest with you, I don't see outpatient help helping uh-huh. people very often. Okay. I mean, it's it's it is it is just you know, and there's a few certain circumstances where somebody needs to be outpatient, but really and truly, the the type of folks that we deal with uh, have, have been in this situation. Especially, I, I'm not as much on uh, saying about the alcohol as I am the heroin. If if they're at the point where they're shooting heroin, they need inpatient treatment. Okay. Uh-huh. Just, and, and so so that's that's generally what I've seen. Um, you know they, and, and we work with some different facilities that have some outpatient things, but they've mainly uh, directed their treatment to inpatient these days. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So and I can that, see that, Pastor Barry, because if you're outpatient, and you mentioned earlier something I think is very key is the enablers. Yeah, uh, if you're outpatient, and, and you know, uh, it seems to me that that you know you may walk in and have an appointment, but you're going to go right back into that environment. And right. I think that 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 is one big reason to consider uh, doing an inpatient program 
versus yes. uh, an outpatient program. And, and, we, and we don't even do outpatient anymore. We do. Okay. We just don't. We don't at uh-huh. all. Now, we offer some meetings uh, and okay. some different things along that. We do a uh, loved ones group on Monday night, and then we do an addicts-only group on Tuesday night where people from the outside can come in, you know, but, but uh-huh. especially, um, you know, that some you know we don't use medical detox at our our facility. We actually okay. do a cold turkey detox, and um, and so you know if somebody's still in active use, it's hard yeah. for them to stop, and then you know uh, to you know come to our facility actively using. It's just not a good situation for for that. But but like I said, we do we do an inpatient detox, and our people that go through that, you know, it's. Uh, it's a tough deal for them to go through, but yeah. it's something they've earned in their life. Now, you know, right. it, what I've seen is people who have an easy detox often have an easy return to drugs. Right, right. So, so these stars and people that we hear in the media that kind of go in and, and come out. Uh, you know, one thing I, I like about your program and one thing I've noticed is that your program is not short. It's right. a, it's, it's a long process. So, so I'm assuming because – the reason you have that is because it has worked reasonably well of right. the extended period of time. Is that, is that right. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what will happen at our facility is 30%, here's our numbers, 30% okay. of the people that walk through our door complete the program and graduate. There's a four-phase program that they have to graduate. Okay. Of those 30% that graduate the program, 57% of those remain clean and sober. Uh-huh. Which is which? When you break it down, that's not a lot, but it's greater than greater than most of the states average have. The state facilities have. Uh, it's greater than a, than, a, than the national average. Mm-hmm. So, right. And, and then you know, of those people that that will go out and have a relapse, often they'll call us and we'll take them right back into the facility. And, right. And help them get you know that they that they've had a bump in the road and need a little help. We, we help them again as well. And like right. I said, we do all our services for no charge. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a ministry. We have to raise about $18,000 a month just to keep the doors open. And how we do that in southern Ohio, I never know. But God <laughs> makes it happen every single month. And, and like I said, we've been doing it uh, since 2004. Wow, so wow. Now, now describe the staff that's there, uh, Pastor Barry. I mean, do, do you have counselors there? Or yes. Is there yes, we the, work what, with. What, who's the uh, staff? Yeah, go ahead. My my wife, uh, her name's Angie Pelfrey, and um, you can look a lot of stuff up about her. She's been on the Doctor Oz show. She's been on. Oh, uh, really? Okay. At A and E, we've been featured on Nightline. We've had uh, a few different features that we've been on. Uh, our, our ministry's been featured nationally. Uh, last week, like two weeks ago, there was a uh, group from Spain that came in and done a uh, done a media uh, event there. But also, um, so she she's the administrator there. She's the top dog. She she makes the decisions on the daily basis, and then she has an assistant. And we have partnered with what is called the Pike Recovery Council. It is an mm-hmm. actually a state facility. Uh, that's in our area, and they have staffed, and they have uh, six to seven counselors that work uh, for at our facility. They also staff 
and and put in. Uh, uh, we have resident assistants that stay there on a daily basis uh, that help facilitate things. So, but everything runs through my wife there and and, and all our counselors. Uh, we have one-on-one counseling. We have group counseling. Basically, their day starts at, at 7 a.m. and doesn't start to stop till at least seven or eight o'clock at night with groups and and and, and assignments and and so. But uh, but like I said, it, it works it works fantastic. The the two together, we couldn't do what we do now without them. We did it a lot. My wife and and volunteer assistants did this for a long time, and it just wow. got bigger than we could imagine. And and so. The recovery council stepped in, began to help us. They're just fantastic people, and they they work with us great, and so uh, they they do a great job there. So it, it's 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 pretty awesome how how God has just kind of put this thing together to to make a difference in people's lives. That is excellent, Pastor Barry. Now, now, what are some of the? Uh, do you have a eligibility criteria? For somebody to no, be admitted. No, no, no what mm-hmm. we do is, is people will call our facility, mm-hmm. and they can find all that information on our website at newbeginningsoutreach.net, and they call our facility, and there, there's an assessment set up. Some people are incarcerated. We've done, we do assessments over the phone uh, with some of those people that can't get to our facility. We get, we've had people as far as Alabama, uh, Denver, Colorado, uh, California, <coughs> Florida, North Carolina, uh, we, we've worked with uh, uh, several people that, is, that has been in human trafficking that, that have uh, come to our yeah. facility that, that's been rescued out of that. So what they do is they'll call our office, get set up for an assessment. Right now, generally our waiting list for a male is 30 to 45 days, and a female sometimes up to 60 days. Because um, once people are there, okay. we, don't, we don't lose that many people. So. A lot of people stay, so so the waiting list stays long. Wow! And I'd like to bring out a point that you you've already mentioned, but you don't just service people in Southern Ohio. You have Correct. treated we, people we, all over from all, all over. over. Yes, yes. That is that is that is excellent. Now, uh, and you mentioned your success rate. You said that thirty uh, percent actually finished the program. Correct. And uh, what happens after the program, Pastor Barry? Is there well, a follow-up scenario uh well like i said our, our program is long enough that we hope that yeah. uh, some of our greatest success is, is people that's kind of stayed in our area stayed close okay. to our ministry stayed close to our church stay involved in what we do and a lot of our residents have now become counselors most of the okay. people that work there for the recovery council that work at our site uh probably about 80 percent of them went through our program so now they're counselors and making a difference in other people's lives as well. And wow. uh, people get jobs. We've had people get in uh, unions and uh, union construction and different stuff around here. A lot of them go to college. Uh, okay. There's some colleges in the area, that community colleges, and some smaller universities that in our area that they go to. Some go back home and do well, but they stay connected to us. We have events throughout the year, mm-hmm. uh, homecoming events that – you know, invite people back to our facility, and and they stay in contact. That's the greatest benefit of our ministries. People, you, once you're gone, you're just not gone. My wife, of all the thousands, of people, she knows every one of their names, and she stays right, in contact right. with them on Facebook, and 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 stays in contact with them. If they, a lot of them will just call and say, "Hey, man, I'm having a bad day," and they can call her and talk to her and. 
and and that's that's the the greatest benefit of our ministry. Wow, yeah, that is that is simply great. You have a personalized, you have a good approach, but it's it's not just a numbers situation. It's right. a personalized right. approach. You, like you said, your wife remembers the names of 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 uh, uh, pretty much everybody that comes through there that has been through the program. Correct. And I'm quite sure the peer to peer. Uh, you know, a scenario yeah. in that where somebody you're not just talking to somebody who is kind of on the outside looking in. Uh, you expose uh, folks to people who have been through this process. Right. So I think that is another big plus. Uh, and and one, of, one of the things is, is in in the secular world, it's called a therapeutic community. Okay. And that's, right. that's kind of what we've developed is a therapeutic yeah. community. You know, and some of the greatest. Recovery comes from people that's maybe been there four months helping somebody that's been there a month. Right, right. Now, I've had a couple of questions come through, Pastor Barry. I think a couple of these you've already answered. One, uh, so a person is asking, uh, what is the hardest drug you've you've seen to recover, a person to recover from? Actually, crack cocaine. Crack cocaine? Wow. It, it is. It yeah. is really, I mean, it. it um, because here's what happens is is as I call them older folks because I'm 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 50 myself but okay. these some of these people that's been smoking crack for for 20 years and and uh-huh. and, and now they're up and they're you know 45 to 50 years old and in that in that area man it's just hard to really change their life from that point and you know and right now the the heroin epidemic what's happening is. It, you know, one thing is when they used to go get oxycotton, they got oxycotton. Right now, oh what yeah, happens, yeah. Now what happens is with this heroin, it's laced with fentanyl. Yeah, it's laced with so many other things. Is uh, and, and they don't know exactly what they're taking, and that right. becomes the that becomes the issue here. Right. Wow, that is amazing. Uh, another question that's come through is, uh, do you think marijuana leads to harder drugs, or you think this is a gateway? I, uh, I do, yes. I, I okay. do, especially, you know, especially that, you know, that, and and, and I, I'm just going from my old, you know, uh, I, I yeah. haven't always been a saint myself, so I'm going right. from, my, from my benefit. You know, back in the day when it was, for me it was. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't consider I was ever an addict. I was a a, a, a user, head, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, but but it was for me that marijuana kind of opened it up since it was an illegal drug. Right. You know I, that 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 illegal thing kind of opened up some things. And I I think as you see uh, see it be legalized, you know that taboo thing of man. I, right. I, I I you know I've done something illegal. So what it does, it opens up that other door. Uh, to 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 go to that that issue. So mm-hmm. what happens is is you know I think the more you see it legalized, the less okay. it'll be that taboo drug, that gateway drug. Just right, just right. That. Yes. Uh, another question that's come through uh, is: Do families participate in rehab to express their feelings, uh, and, uh, uh, and does that help or hurt? Uh, the scenario. I, I guess it, what they're saying is, if if you know, like you said, a lot of a lot, these people, they don't they don't come just with 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 a solo issue. They they're they're coming out of an environment, and I guess if somebody's been abusive to the child or or vice versa, is this is their family involvement in the in well, the Well, I, I tell you, the, here's what I see at our facility: the more the family is involved, okay, the more the family is involved. 
uh, and, and the family has to be getting treatment themselves. Because sometimes these these families are such enablers. I mean, you know, I I, uh, I I ran across a scenario last night where a guy's 45 years old and his mom's still making his haircut appointments for him and all his doctor's uh-huh. appointments and stuff like that. That's where the family needs to get help. But a family that participates in the recovery, uh, the chances of people recovering it is a whole lot greater. As long as a family is participating, not from an enabling standpoint, but participating from a standpoint of them getting healthy as well. Mm-hmm. If a family doesn't get healthy, you know, myself, my life changed greatly through my wife's addiction because of I began to get help myself. I went to see a counselor myself. Mm-hmm. I, I started looking at my life and say, hey, I'm an enabler, I'm codependent, I need to change these things. When she gets home, um, you know, from prison, I need to be different because she was changing. Mm. Prison was the greatest thing that ever happened to her because it totally changed her life, and she got the help she needed. And so I needed to get the help because if she came back to the same controlling, enabling environment that I had, had, you know, Give the foundation of uh-huh. she, she would have got sick as well. You know, she would have returned to addiction as well. So the family does have to participate. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, someone asked another question. I think you've already answered, and that was uh, as far as the behaviors that predict uh, someone uh, getting into drug and alcohol abuse. But I think you've already mentioned that you see a lot of. Uh, uh, child abuse, history of child abuse, or some type of major event. Yeah, yes. Kind of accident, a death in the family, a, you uh-huh. know, a divorce. A you know, you know. I see a lot of times that we deal with folks that uh, maybe mom and dad got divorced and they were at a young age, and and at that young age, you know, maybe dad didn't come back around. Okay. And maybe that child uh-huh. felt like it was their fault. Why didn't their dad fault. love them? Uh-huh. Right. Didn't know what maybe what was going on with mom and dad or, you know, court situations or anything along that line. Right, right. Interesting, interesting. Now, now, Pastor Barry, you mentioned you've been you've been uh, forthright with 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 your with financing this thing. You're saying that to run Freedom Hall, you it's about eighteen thousand a month, and so far things have been going well. But how can how can uh, we in the community help your ministry? I I, I saw your website, and I, I said you even have programs where people can bring in food to help feed yes. the people yes. that are in, in treatment. What are some of the ways that we in the community can help you and your ministry? Well, you know, here here's the thing: is sometimes people want to um, overlook the fact that we just have to pay our electric bills. We okay. have. Uh, three vans that run on the road. We have to put gas in them, insurance. You know, we have, you know, our water bill at our facility runs about $1,200 a month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and we have mortgage and insurance and all that stuff. So that's that $18,000 a month budget. And uh, But people in our area sometimes bring in meals. They, they get okay. together with their Rotary Club, and they'll bring in meals. Their Sunday school classes, they'll bring in meals. That helps tremendously. But, mm-hmm. but the greatest way they can help us is just financially. Uh, we're okay. a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. Uh, they mm-hmm. can go to our website, and that's newbeginningsoutreach.net. And from there, they can um, they can uh, go to the giving tab and and give to our ministry right there. 
Right, yeah, right. So. And that 501C uh, for folks means also that, that their contributions are tax deductible. Is that right? Tax deductible, yes, yes. Completely. Excellent, excellent. Yes, and we'll, we'll, we'll give them a receipt, whatever they need. Uh, they can talk to me directly if you know if they have any financial questions. Hey, what? And if they want the the you know, hey, we've had people say, hey, I, I want to buy you a new van. I want to do you okay. know those type of things happen happen as well. You know, especially coming down to the end of the year, a lot of people's in a good giving spirit, and really, you know, we you know, December's a big month for us to kind of boost over into right. a new year and. And uh, so we we do a lot of neat things, and and our recovery ministry finances are kept completely separate from our church as, as right. well. So so anything they would give to Freedom Hall would go directly to Freedom, to Freedom Hall. Hall. Correct, you know, and there, there's not a bunch of uh, administration fees or anything like that in there. We help people. We're in this thing to help people. Where I work a secular job, that's how I make a living. So mm-hmm. that you know that do, that doesn't you know my wife takes a salary as an administrator, but it, trust me, it's a small one. So right, uh, right. So because our our interest is solely in helping people, making a difference in people's life. I I, I want to see you know I, I've got a, a saying in my office: what would happen in my life if I help make other people's dreams come true. And all wow. my dreams come true because I'm interested in helping other people's dreams come true. To see smiles on face, to see that brokenness go away, that's that's what we're all about. It, it's it's way beyond the drug addiction. We're about helping broken people and helping broken lives is what we're about. Excellent, Pastor Barry. Well, well I, I, I'm so glad you're able to come on the show and, and talk about this and talk about your ministry. And I hope this broadcast and this podcast will get, help get the word out and also help get you uh, the help that you need, whether it's financial, whether it's meals, and whether it's donations. But I want to thank should. you so much for coming I appreciate on the show. It. Hey, just want to throw one thing out there. They can follow okay. my wife her, on Facebook. Yeah. Her name's Angie Palfrey, and uh, we're also Freedom Hall Recovery Center. They can follow that on Facebook and New Beginnings Outreach Ministries. They can follow hear sermons that we do, uh, some of the great things we do on those three things, too. So uh, my, my wife's a dynamic, awesome lady. People love following her, love being in contact with her. And uh, so tell them to check them out when she's been on TV. Okay. And what's the phone number to Freedom Hall? It's 740-289-4317. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, Pastor Barry, we're going to get you back on uh, in a few months and check in with you. But we appreciate you coming on the show. Okay. Thank you. All righty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that includes, concludes another exciting episode of the Weekly Wellness Show. If you missed any of this, don't forget to just look and, and for the podcast on Facebook. And if you think somebody can benefit from this, particularly with this drug and alcohol recovery, please share it. So until next week, till we meet again, we want you to be healthy, be happy, and be kind.
Long live joy. With great deals to close out the year on Ram 1500 at the Ram Big Finish event. It's the time of year we celebrate the joy of being with our families and communities. And the perfect time to have Ram 1500's available class-exclusive four-corner air suspension, which gives you the ability to raise or lower the truck with the push of a button. Hurry in today to the Ram Big Finish event. Class based on light-duty pickups. Ram is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.